Hey, Leading Learning listener, if you represent a membership organization looking for ways to expand your online course catalog rapidly with high quality content, we have good news. At leadinglearning.com AMA, you can find out how to make online training from the American Management Association available to your learners. Through a partnership between AMA and Tagoras, the parent company of Leading Learning, you can give your learners access to more than 70 e-learning modules covering essential business topics ranging from leading and innovating, to managing projects effectively, to working in hybrid teams. For details on how to grow your catalog with courses from a true global leader in management training, visit leadinglearning.com AMA. If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Leading Learning Podcast, where we're going to talk baseball. Yep, you heard me right, baseball. Well, at least we're going to use a baseball metaphor as we talk about the learning business grand slam. But before we start unpacking that metaphor, we want to acknowledge our sponsor for the second quarter of 2018. And our sponsor this quarter is Review My LMS, which is a collaboration between our company, Tagoras, and 100 Reviews, the company that's behind the very successful Review My AMS site. And as the name suggests, Review My LMS is a site where users can share and access reviews of learning management systems, or LMSs. But in this case, the focus is specifically on systems that are a good fit for learning businesses, meaning organizations that market and sell lifelong learning. If you contribute a review, you'll get access to all existing and future reviews, and there are already more than 100 reviews on the site. And if you don't have a review to contribute or just don't want to, there's also a subscription option. Just go to ReviewMyLMS.com to get all the details. And for our resource for this episode, we want to highlight something that complements ReviewMyLMS, and that's our Learning Business Platform Directory. In the directory, we offer profiles of more than 30 platforms that are a good fit for learning businesses. To get access to the directory, which is a free resource, just visit the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 129. Now, Jeff, why are we talking about baseball? Why indeed? Well, you know, maybe because spring has sprung, or at least is trying to, to spring here and, and fits and starts, but uh, I've just kind of had baseball ball metaphors on my mind, and uh, of course, you know, we want to mix anything we think of with lifelong learning, and so that's how we arrived at the idea of the learning business grand slam. But first, a little bit of background. So as loyal podcast listeners know, and anybody who follows our work knows, we focus on what we describe as the very important third sector of education that operates outside the spotlight that's usually occupied by K through 12 education and higher education. And, you know, this third sector serves really millions of adult learners globally as they move beyond those other sectors. You know, they're done with K through 12, they're done with higher education, and they move into what we characterize as the other 50 years, and we may need to update that because I think uh, 50 is turning into 60 and, and 70 pretty quickly as, as lifespans get longer and longer, and we're all having to, to work longer. But the idea is, you know, we, we exit that formal education, and we've got this long path 
in front of us that is that kind of uh, third area served by this third sector. And it's a sector that's become more and more critical as technology is, has transformed how information has managed, is managed, how knowledge is created, um, you know, the, the nature of, of work, um, and then, you know, most recently, the role that human beings really play in, in all of that. So, you know, even as we're striving to improve K through 12 and higher education, which is something we definitely need to do, millions of adults are exiting these systems each year and they have that other 50 years or more of life and work in front of them. And, you know, some have uh, really inadequate skills and knowledge. I think probably most of us really have uh, inadequate skills and and knowledge. Um, And and most of us have uh, knowledge and skills that will become less valuable or, or even obsolete, really, you know, within a relatively short period of time. Um, You know, we've argued before that basically few of us who are out there in the workforce right now are truly prepared to be the effective lifelong learners that we need to be. And so, you know, barring the the unlikely, uh, I think it's unlikely, emergence of, you know, the sort of massive government involvement that um, that's part of um, those other sectors and sometimes plagues those other sectors, K through 12 and, and higher education, you know, the third sector is going to really continue to be the, the province of internal training departments, um, you know, at, uh, at, at corporations um, and uh, of businesses, uh, both commercial and nonprofit that serve the market for adult lifelong learning customers. Uh, in other words, the learning businesses that this podcast focuses on. So to be a learning business in this day and age really represents a a tremendous opportunity, at least the way we see it. Um, The demand and need for lifelong learning has never been higher. And we've already seen companies reap huge financial returns from serving this market. Um, I think the the primary uh, case in point there would be lynda.com purchased for $1.5 billion by LinkedIn. That's billion with a B. That's right. And um, at the same time, you know, given the nature of, of the work involved, to be a learning business is also a tremendous responsibility. Um, learning businesses are really increasingly important um, in our global social fabric. And the uh, extent to which they're successful, not only in, in financial um, uh, sense, not only based on their financial returns, but also if they're successful in achieving real learning impact in the markets that they serve, if that happens, then we all benefit tremendously. And so I think that begs the question, you know, what does it take to be a successful, high-impact learning business? Indeed. And that's really, uh, I think that's the core of, uh, of our work, um, you know, and the focus of what we do here on the, the podcast is to, to try to get at that. And, uh, and we're going to get at it at a high level here with a, just a basic formula for it. And, um, you know, the formula, certainly not easy to execute, is, is really pretty straightforward, and it involves a focus in what we see as just three fundamental areas. Um, The first of these is business. It's that business perspective. So, you know, really having a clear vision for creating positive change through learning in a well-defined target market, and having a coherent strategy for pursuing the vision, along with the quality and quantity of resources necessary to implement it and sustain it. So, you know, really being able to think and act like a business, um, you know, but keeping in mind, as we'll come up, as we'll come up in the ad- additional points of uh, this formula, um, that you're in the, the learning business. It's about learning. And so then the second area is uh, instructional. So, um 
business Jeff just talked about here with the instructional area. It's about you know finding and developing and retaining um, the the type of talent you need to facilitate and create high impact measurable learning experiences. So this is probably things like um, um, you know teachers and instructional designers, but also volunteer subject matter experts. We know a lot of organizations um, don't necessarily have the, the wherewithal to, to rely solely on sort of the, the trained professionals. You also are going to be drawing on those subject matter experts and even entrepreneurial individuals who, who have some subject matter expertise um, and, and maybe pairing that with um, professional instructional design help or maybe not. But again, that's another clear area where you have to focus on um, uh, if you're going to uh, kind of execute on this formula. So business first and then sort of the instructional arena second. So those are kind of like the first two bases too. You know, you got first base covered with business, second base covered with instructional. And then the, the third part of this formula, the third base is the individual. Um, so, you know, actively supporting customers and prospects. You're in the learning business. So, you know, your learners are customers and prospects to help them become more capable, effective, lifelong learners and really empowering them to exercise much more control over identifying, pursuing, and achieving the learning outcomes needed to support their life and work. So those are the, the three areas, the three bases, business, um, the instructional realm, and then the uh, individual learner uh, area. And, and so to focus on and excel in each of those areas is to load the bases, to, to get back to our, our baseball metaphor and to push that metaphor a bit further. The grand slam, which is batting in all those bases with a home run, comes uh, when a particular field or industry reaches the point of being served by multiple learning businesses that operate with a, a bases-loaded focus, so they're thinking about um, the business perspective, the instructional perspective, the individual learner perspective, and you have learner businesses, learning businesses um, that are operating hopefully in a collaborative and, and complementary way. And and if that happens, if you have that that field or industry where you have a number of businesses that really have that kind of broad view, the the three base view of what it takes um, to support learning. You know, if that happens, then the, the future for that field or industry is, is just bound to be bright. Definitely. But, you know, we know just based on really at this point, decades of experience uh, advising learning businesses that um, that really relatively few think and much less act in, in this way. So, you know, you find many that are intensely focused on the, the business component. So they, you know, they're going for the financial returns there. They really are, you know, uh, uh, operating to, to, to make money, um, acting very entrepreneurially, which is great, but then, you know, they may not be focusing on the other parts of the equation the way they should. Uh, you've got many that focus on the, um, instructional, um, component. Um, so, you know, they, they're very good with whatever topical matter, uh, subject matter expertise, uh, that they represent, uh, but maybe don't have, um, that that business side of the equation like they need to. And then, you know, too few combine, um, you know, those components well, uh, the, the the business side and the instructional component, um, much less add that and, and give serious attention to the third uh, component, which is really that active support for the individual lifelong learner. And then, of course, you know, as far as the, the Grand Slam goes, you uh, you know, you don't, we don't really see the level of, of collaboration that could be out there across learning businesses ser serving a particular field or sector. And that may just be a matter of 
competition um, in, in some cases. Uh, it, it may just be a matter of just sort of, you know, sl- siloed or, or blinkered thinking, but um, there's certainly opportunity for that because most learning businesses are serving whatever field or industry they're in, in different ways and meeting different needs. Um, and learners have a diverse set of needs right now. So there's, there's a lot of room for collaboration and complementarity. And I think certainly, you know, many, many listeners uh, of this podcast are uh, working for trading professional associations where you might have multiple associations serving a particular field or industry. You know, those are mission-driven organizations. Um, they're there really to raise the bar in the field or industry that they serve. And, uh, you know, arguably they've, they've got a responsibility, a, a social, uh, ethical, even a legal responsibility for actively collaborating and figuring out how they can work together and complement each other to achieve the Grand Slam um, that, that we're talking about. But also, you know, uh, reaching out to, to commercial entities as, as well and figuring out where those um, where those uh, points of contact are. So, you know, just in, in, in general, you know, looking at this formula, looking at the way things are happening in the whole uh, business of lifelong learning right now, you know, the, the, the situation just really needs to change uh, if learning businesses are going to play the role that they can play. Grand slams, of course, uh, don't happen all the time, but, you know, we should always be playing as, as every good baseball team does. You know, you play with the knowledge that they are possible, they are needed, and you get out there and, you know, and, and you go for it. So you have some things that you can focus on internally, those, those three uh, areas, those three bases that we talked about, the business, the instructional, and the individual. And then there's also this work you can do beyond the, the confines of your own organization, this idea of how do you fit in with the other options available in the particular field or industry or profession that you serve. And so we're going to give you that uh, baseball metaphor as some food for thought. So go out there, think about it. That's it for the baseball episode. To get show notes, you can go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 129. There you will find a link to get to the learning business platform directory. That was the resource that we highlighted at the outset of this episode. And while you're there at the show notes, you'll also see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And, uh, you know, if you're someone who's been listening or even if you're listening for the first time and you're getting value out of what you hear on the Leading Learning Podcast, we'd be truly grateful if you would click on one of those options and subscribe. We'd also be grateful if you would take just a minute to give us a rating and a little review on iTunes. To do that, go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. We really appreciate reading uh, the reviews, seeing the ratings, and those reviews and ratings help others interested in the topic of leading learning find this podcast. And we'd be grateful if you take a minute to visit the sponsor for this quarter, which again is Review My LMS. And, you know, Leading Learning itself as a podcast isn't really a, a direct revenue generator. We do this for free. We put this out there uh, hoping that it is valuable to you. We do obviously have to generate uh, revenue through other sources, and uh, Review My LMS is one of those sources. So we appreciate you visiting that. Again, if you can contribute a review, please do. You'll get access to all the reviews that are already there and all the future reviews that come in, uh, or you can subscribe. Uh, but either way, please re- uh, please visit reviewmylms.com. Finally, please tell others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, or if tweeting isn't your thing, you can pick another social network of your preference and spread the good word that way. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. <laughs>